When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the other block, episode five of Quarantine. I'm Jared, and joining me via Sony Ericsson Walkman is some ridiculously large headphones. We've got Kisby. Good evening. And if by magic, Jim, he's back. Hello, Jim. Hi. Hi. And we're delighted to be joined by posh co-owner for the second time, Jason Neal, all the way from Canada. How are you, Jason? Hi. Yeah, hi, guys. Great to be here and uh, looking forward to the show. How have we all been keeping occupied in quarantines? Are you still busy, Jason? Are you still are you working from home? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm lucky that um, my probably my largest business is able to operate fully from home, which is is great. Well, we've took your advice and we're using an app tonight called uh, Zoom. We, we've all just got to grips with Skype, but um, audio quality seems good. We can all see each other, which I'm not sure mm. is a good thing. After you've, uh, Jason, has ridiculed my um, wife's wallpaper. Um, you were meant to be coming on at the end of the season, but we didn't want to wait till 2032. Obviously, you'd like the season to be finished, then, but do you think it will happen? Do you think the season will conclude? Well, I think we've got three options, um, and that uh, a lot of factors play into those three options. I mean, obviously, the, the season could be cancelled. We could uh, play behind closed doors, or we could um, resume. I personally think there's going to be a big push to finish the season for, for a number of reasons. Um, not just you know the revenue reasons, but also the fact that you know the fairness level. Um, clubs that might anticipate or might think they've got a really good chance of getting promoted are going to be pretty devastated in the event that uh, that chance is, is taken away from them. And, and obviously, Peterborough is one of those clubs. If I had to select from one of those options, I think we'll play um, behind closed doors for the rest of the season. I think that's probably a given now that that's how it's going to come back. I don't think there's any chance of it suddenly coming back as what we consider to be normal football, probably within 12 months, I would think. Um, I think we're going to see the coronavirus reappear in stages. We're going to get rid of it. It'll come back. We'll get rid of it. It'll come back. In that, if that is true, if that's what's going to happen, I think it's the last thing that will come back to normality is large gathering, large sporting gatherings, I think. So I think... It will, if it comes back, it will come back first and foremost in a way that um, is behind closed doors. So I, d- I don't think there's much chance of normal football coming back within the next 12 months. I really don't. I, but that, I can't that see how doors, it can. That would be welcomed at the minute, wouldn't we? Because we've, we've got no live sport, no nothing like that. And to see the season conclude, if that was behind closed doors for me, I know um, I'm sure you know the club would make it available via I follow, maybe for season ticket holders, Jason. That's that's a, a way you could go around it, I suppose. Yeah, so I mean, I don't want to um, make a um, premonition on, on what's going to happen next season. Uh, hopefully, uh, with quick and enhanced testing, we'll be able to really focus on the people that have coronavirus in the future and, and quarantine those, um, allowing large gatherings to happen. When that happens... I think it's a really, really good uh, question and almost impossible to answer. So Absolutely. I'd rather focus on what, what we do for the rest of this season. And certainly we would look to make, um, if it's possible, uh, the games behind closed doors available to season ticket holders. 
and they may be charged um, other people uh, via okay. follow. I, I watch about. I'm l- only lucky enough to go to about twenty five percent of the games um, live, which is probably um, 10, 15 percent more than my wife would like. But um, there we go. <laughs> You're not on the, um, well, I so I, I watch. I, I follow and I follow uh, all the time, and I, I find the the quality is pretty good. I think we've discovered that there are a lot of fans around the world for Peter United. I think for them it would actually be a good thing, wouldn't it? It'd actually be better than what it would normally be. Um, it's only for the people who actually, ironically, actually go that that wouldn't be quite as good. But I think, like we've said, you know, once or twice, we're all behind anything that LA enables our club to still be there in 12 months. You know, no fan would ever go against that. And you have to make sacrifices, don't you? You know, sometimes it's just a little sacrifice. Sometimes it's going to be a big sacrifice. But we all want to continue having a club in 12 months' time, 18 months' time, six months' time, whatever it is. So... Uh, fans will be behind that. It will grumble, of course we will, on the first podcast back after that. I'll be moaning about it. But, you know, you understand, don't you, that you have to give up these things for the club. Mm. So, just um, it is what, effect, what effect um, has this had on the business as, you know, people United Football Club? Well, first and foremost, we run the club like a business and, and you know, that's often uh, greeted with groans and moans. Um, but certainly at times like this, I think it's, it's really important um so we've naturally lost revenues uh, as a result of, of uh, games not happening i will say great um shout out to the people that have renewed season tickets for next season we've actually had near tw- near 1200 uh, season tickets are renewed and they're still getting renewed for, for next season so we're really grateful for that and we encourage fans to keep renewing season tickets for the for the coming year um, and, and right now it's about um, managing costs as best as we as we can um, and uh, just making sure that we have sufficient runway for the business to, to get us through to the um, next season, whenever that is. I think what teams are beginning to them? furlough people, aren't they? So is that yeah, something that we were, we were going to uh, look into? I've never heard of the word furlough before. About <laughs> I thought it was a horse ago. racing term. <laughs> That's furlong. I was it. Yeah, so um, we are actually furloughing the um, not, non-essential, non-playing staff. Um, what we've said to those people... I was is, very tempted to say Christy Pym there, but I'm not going to. Don't go there, Matt. <laughs> I, I, I love Christy Pym. Um, so I, I don't know what you're saying, but uh, so the, the, the non-playing um, staff... Um, that effectively run the, the, the business. Uh, many of those are being furloughed. But the, it's important to note that unlike other clubs, we have elected to ensure that they receive 100% of their compensation. So uh, rather than saying, okay, we want you to take a wage cut, we're actually saying, okay, we're going to tap into this scheme, the government scheme, um, and then we're going to top it up uh, out, of the, out of the club so that someone who is unfortunate enough to... Uh, um, not really have a current job because there is no need for them. It could be a, you know, in the catering department or something like that. Um, can uh, enjoy an endless stream of Netflix at home um, and Amazon Prime and various other formats um, whilst not having to worry about how they're going to pay their bills. So can you see football league clubs going, going out of business because of this? Uh, I think that's an, an, an inevitability, yeah. Uh, the, the, a lot of clubs are not um, perhaps as well financed or, or uh, run on, uh, on more of a shoestring uh, week to week. And it's difficult to see how one or more of those can't, um, can't fail in the, in the current It'd be time. such a shame to see that happen. When it gets, it's nobody's fault. This, this is nobody's yeah, fault. Yeah, it, it, it'll be a real shame. Um, whilst we are um, competitors between um, three and five o'clock, um, on a Saturday or in the evenings on a Tuesday or Wednesday. We're all friends outside of that. Um, I have to say, I, I, I'm obviously from Southampton and every time we've played Portsmouth, I've always been amazed at how nice the Portsmouth directors are to me. It's almost annoying because, you know, I'm, I'm having <laughs> unwind all my previous thoughts to the, for the club. Um, but they're always incredibly professional and nice. So, uh, Are you going to say on, on this call that you like Portsmouth Football Club? Can we get that out of you? <laughs> I'm not going to say I like them, but my wife is a supporter of Portsmouth. So, uh, Christ. I'm not going to say I like them, but I will say they have treated me incredibly well. Happy days. When we announced that you was coming on the show, um, 
we've got ambushed really with a, a lot of questions and um, a lot of them the same questions which is um how will this affect the developments of the new stadium and the plans in place okay so we have we have two stadium projects going on we shouldn't forget the um the london road um, stadium so maybe we'll address that uh, first so with respect to that we've put that on hold for three months we've actually with the city um, negotiated all these agreements um, we were actually ready to sign uh, and close on March 31st so yesterday um, but between us and the city with everything that's happening with coronavirus we took the decision to just um, mothball that, if you like, for three months, because obviously the city's very busy with what uh, what's going on in Peterborough, and we need to focus on making sure the club is in a really strong position when we emerge from um, coronavirus. Um, notwithstanding that, we still think we, there's no reason why it shouldn't happen. Um, and with respect to the new stadium, we're still working on that. Ironically, we were on a, on a call yesterday, a two-hour presentation from our uh, the people leading the architectural design of the, of the stadium, looking at different sites. They came out with a number of sites where the, the stadium would uh, could, could fit and, and our, our chosen site, and we're going to present that to the city at some point in the future. It probably would be unreasonable to expect it wouldn't be hit with some form of time delay, um, but... I don't think that's going to be that significant in, in terms of a, the whole project. So that they're still working possibly at a slower pace because, you know, it's difficult to physically get together and have a planning meeting with Peterborough City Council at this point, um, not just through travel restrictions, but also because they're, they're incredibly busy. Is it set in stone with the embankment? Or I know there was a second option. Is, is that second option still still on the table? Well, we actually looked at uh, four options um, within a 20-minute um, bike ride of the, um, of the centre of Peterborough. I don't know why the planners chose a cycle ride, because um, I haven't been on the bike in about 30 years. So that's you can say your 20 minutes is a lot different to my 20 minutes, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> um, and then sites within the um, boundary of the actual city centre, where you could walk from from a train station, for example. And there's one of those, um, which is our preferred option, which we're going to present um, to the uh, to the city. Um, and then there's three in the uh, in the within the 20 minute cycle cycle route. However, those three have significant challenges. Um, so certainly, the most logical site is is the embankment right next to the university. Um, and that, that's the site where uh, we're next, right next to the planned university and that's the site we're pushing for. And um, you've, you've been inspired by the, the stadium in Hungary, haven't you? What you most about that? What impressed me, two things. One is uh, from a fan perspective, uh, the way it was built with the, um, uh, the, the high pitch it has in terms of seating, that uh, even if it wasn't full, you could imagine an atmosphere was created uh, with a half-full stadium. So whilst we don't want a half-full stadium, it's important to us to imagine that there's going to be um, what uh, there's going to be those cup games potentially that you always come up with a funny name for. So we'll call them the Canada Cup today. <laughs> um, and um, we want to maintain some form of atmosphere if we're ever in the Canada Cup again, if we're not promoted this uh, this season. Um, and secondly, from a business perspective, um, because of the um, the way the stadium is, is uh, constructed, you can put up you can put on more than 200 events, business events a year. So those could be everything from mini concerts, exhibitions, um, jazz, you know, whatever, weddings, a whole array of different uh, activities that can go, go on. So it becomes more than a football stadium, although its primary use is still a football stadium. Another 200 times a year it's used for something else, and that something else generates revenues for, for the club. I think it's good to see that people are still willing to buy season tickets. Yeah, yeah. That, that, really positive. That is very positive, and, and um, the, the club is there to help people if they have any issues. Um, we mm. we uh, are purchasing mm. a season ticket for next year. I do hope, um, Jason, I do hope you've budgeted for some yellow seats for the new stadium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I promise you guys yellow seats. I will say that I am getting resistance. <laughs> 
Um, Matt. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm finding. We only want four of them. Yeah, if you're in the top left four, corner, it, even if it's just four, it doesn't have to be a big block. Okay. Well, we're gonna do our. We're gonna do our best. Um, so we'll have to change your name, and we can't be doing with that. Um, no. You've owned the club for a while now. Um, any regrets so far? No. In fact, it's been. It's been two years. Um, sometimes it feels like two minutes, and sometimes it feels like twenty years. Um, I, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot we've done um, in the last um, last season. We had more than four hundred new season ticket holders um, because of the the schools initiative. And Hart was at least until the, the schools were shut down and the Hart schools initiative this year, and we were on track to get maybe another four hundred. I think with the club, I think bringing new blood in i think it has helped the club develop and i've noticed over the last couple of years i think how the club is has gone in slightly new directions and and you know not necessarily better or worse but it's good to have that those new ideas in i think it refreshes people it, it makes new goals to aim for and i think that that is a credit you know we all we all like to criticize and complain i do occasionally in fact someone on london Road occasionally. Said, I, said i was an old like curmudgeon didn't they sort of thing that i'm always I'd, I'd go along with and that. it, and it was that. like a bit of a it was a bit you know i put it on just for the podcast can i just say that i don't put it on i am like that <laughs> but yeah what i, I will think... say is is we're all different yes and one of you i can't remember which one it is is a really real anti-dembele fan that's matt kisby that's that's the old that's... fella in fairness right in fairness i was at the start of the season i thought he was the most disappointing player <laughs> now I think he's probably not quite as important as Tony. He's perhaps, made you but... look a fool, is what he's done. He's made you look a fool. <laughs> well, so, I'm sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't resist bringing that up. Um, oh, okay, so I'll hold my hand up. I'll hold <laughs> yeah, my hand yeah, up and yeah, say he, he has done a lot better. <laughs> he, he's he's a much, much, much better player now than yeah. he was at the start of the season. And mm. he's you know, unplayable. He is absolutely unplayable at times. Yeah, he's, when he's, he's on form, he's unbelievable. It's very good. One other thing I was going to say is I'm, I'm, we're really proud of the Youth Academy and we think the best is, is yet to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, there have been, uh, I think, 48% of the games that we've played have had one or more uh, products of our Youth Academy on the pitch, um, either starting or, or, or coming on to the sub. Um, and in fact, there's been 21 games where we've had starting appearances made by graduates of our, of our academy. Which is we spoke about before how important the academy is going forward to the club. And we, we started taking more note um, on the podcast. We did a little youth watch se- section and um, the results they get as well. But they do seriously well in the league also, don't they? As well as pushing on, you know, getting minutes within the first team. Um, regarding the schools in this initiative, are you happy with how that's, how that's gone? It seems to have been quite a, quite a good success. Yeah, so we were on track to visit 150 schools. Um, throughout this year, I think we got to more than a hundred, um, and we were we were comfortably going to deliver more than one hundred and fifty schools. I don't know if any of you have ever seen what what happens in one of those schools, but it's it's really quite spectacular. The rabbit and members of our staff. I know the rabbit; it's a a big star there, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. not just the rabbit. I mean, they they put on a um, a presentation. They they show a video of the men's, the women's, and the youth team players. All, all the kids get to do various activities, and the teachers really join in. I mean, amazed at uh, some of, some of the teachers joining in with this. And then they all get um, for them and a parent a um, a uh, ticket. And many of them purchase other tickets as well for the game and merchandise and and food and beverage, etc. So it's it's a real positive initiative. The other thing we were doing, which probably didn't get as much press is, as part of the school's initiative, is that we were putting on, uh, we had a target of 75 coaching sessions. So our coaches would go into schools and they would coach, uh, they'd basically take PE. So for, for a teacher, it's fantastic. You get uh, a couple of Peter United coaches to come in and take your PE session. And that was all That's brilliant. encouraging uh, uh, more attendance. Because I live within the catchment area and we had never had anything like that when you know, we were growing up within the area, and I'm sure you didn't as well, Kisby, and you grew up within the city, and you as well, Jim. So that's progress, mm. isn't it? And if you can get uh, yeah. children interested at such a young age, it's, it's only going to be good for the club going forward. Um, just touching on the women's team, because they were doing really well as well, and um, I think they've had their league, league uh, scrub, haven't they? So that's a massive shame for them. Yeah, big big shame. I, I know some of those girls very well. Um, I'm a big supporter of the of the women's program, primarily because I have a daughter that plays quite high level football in, in, in Canada, so I'm naturally um, 
uh, in tune with it. And, but really disappointed for them. Uh, I think it's almost certain they were going to win the league. Uh, mm. And um, you know, there's very little you can say other than the fact that we're fully behind them. Uh, next season, there will be a viewing area for the women's game. So we've actually put in a 100-person terrace, if you like, or seating area. Uh, so we encourage people to actually go along and rather than look for a, a barbed wire fence, which is what happens now, um, you'll be able to actually to watch the game without any, any obstacles in the way. Oh, brilliant. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Jimmy, you got a question there? Yeah, so um, obviously if we don't play again this season, what's the deal with Tony in terms of has, will there be time for him to stay or will he have to go for such to make the money? Well, we would uh, encourage him to stay. Obviously, he has uh, just over a year left uh, in his uh, contract. Um, so we would encourage him to stay. And we would certainly offer him a, a, a contract extension. That being said, much like um, any business, you, you don't really want to stand in the way of, of, of people growing and getting promoted in this case, um, having mm. better level opportunities. So whilst we would offer him a contract for sure, and we would encourage him to to um, to stay, uh, it, it it wouldn't be unsurprising if a host of other clubs were at a higher level were seeking his um, services. It's, diffi- it's difficult to plan, isn't it? Because everything's so hypothetical. We're in very much uncharted waters. You cannot plan at all, really, because it's so difficult. This could be over sooner, or it might drug on for a, a, a long time and it's very very difficult to plan in those and and circum circumstances it's it's, mm. it's, a, it's a very difficult one really to call we don't really know how it's going to pan out um we, it will be over at some point that's yeah. what you have to remember and you know it's what you have to do is try to plan for every event, eventuality because one of those eventualities will actually come to fruition won't it but it's a, it's a difficult one about how to plan long term and as you say you have to run it as a business don't you because if you don't you it, it disappears football is a business even though it's not a business it's a community mm. thing it, it, if you don't run it as a business you have nothing you know so everything is down to money and it's it's a difficult one firstly i love ivan tony i, I always have mm. I think he's a really uh, decent guy, and uh, you know, I spend a little bit of time with him, not much, but um, certainly a decent guy. If we're promoted, and I still think that's possible, I still think it's possible, and, and almost likely that the season will be concluded, will be behind closed doors. So, in the event that it's concluded and we're promoted out of that, which I, I think we would all, all five of us on this on this call, would imagine that that will probably be the outcome. Um, just just slightly going off topic, where do you think we would have finished at the end of the season if the season had just continued as it We was will finish second. <laughs> yeah, but if it if it if it had finished in a normal way, where do you think we'd have finished? Because I we I think the sort of consensus with us lot is we might have nicked second place. We could have possibly even had a 0.1 chance of actually winning the league. Where where do you think? Well, I um for a long time thought we were going to win the league. Um, Coventry then went on a on a very good spell. Um, we still have to play Coventry away. Yeah, uh, as part as one of our last nine games. So I think we would have finished in the top two. Uh, and to finish your point, Jason, before kids be interrupted, Dave, you said if he was to be promoted regarding Tony. Well, if he, if he was to be promoted, uh, if we sorry, if we were we were promoted, then I think that um, puts us in a very different position with respect to to Ivan. Um, he's now has the opportunity to play championship football for a team that he knows very well, for a manager that has a lot of faith and trust in him. Um, so maybe that changes the picture and and. Um, 
uh, it, it's a much easier sell to get them to sign the contract. So, um, and obviously, with, with everything going on as well, obviously, lost revenue. Are we having to sell in, in the summer, though, or not? No, I mean, we, we're a well-financed, well-run club. We don't anticipate that that, uh, that will be um, a requirement. Um, I think, in part, it depends how long this uh, break goes on. Uh, and also the, the the outcome of of a, of a season, assuming we finish it. Um, Sunderland till I die is out today. I'm not sure if you're aware of it. Um, yeah, Netflix documentary. Would Would you ever consider? I know we've had it with Big Ron Manager in the past, and we've watched that. But would you ever consider a, a a new version, if you like? Yeah, I've never seen that. I've just heard about uh, heard about uh, that. You need to get it watched. You need to get it watched. <laughs> yeah, it's not easy to find. So if any of you could send me the link or post the link, that that would be good. Yeah, um, we'll send I, think you. I, I would love to watch it. I've only ever seen the clip of Barry losing his temper. Uh, That's pretty much what it is throughout the whole episode. To be fair, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, I think we can <laughs> we will consider it. And firstly, I do watch um, Sunderland till uh, till you die. I'm really looking forward to. I think in in the season they record recorded, uh, we beat them at London Road, right? Uh, and that ended uh, pretty much ended their promotion chance, automatic promotion chances. I'm looking forward to watching that game. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm not in it. It's not in. No. It's not in. What? No, it's the only reason why I watched it. It's oh, really? You've watched I it all already? My... How have you watched it's it already? It's out today. <laughs> yeah, it's just an out today. It came out today. It came out today. It's only about four hours five long. Five hours. You've watched five hours, hours yeah. of TV. Nothing else today. <laughs> mm. You should come off this call. You're going to have like square arms yeah. and have a headache. But yeah, there's, there's, when we went to their place and drew two all, it made, it made them look like they beat us when they didn't, and then they didn't show our draw. Do you know what, that, that two all draw away at Sunderland, um, that was my favourite Ivan Tony goal, that was. I know it wasn't spectacular, but the way he brought the ball down and put it in, that was honestly my favourite finish of his, um, just on a side note. We've got some listener questions for you, Jason. Uh, Lee Lazaretti has said, who do you hate more, Portsmouth or Cambridge? Well, I, I don't really hate anybody, so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, what team do you dislike more, Portsmouth or Cambridge? Yeah, I, I don't dislike either of the teams. Um, I think naturally coming from Southampton, I, I, you know, it's it's very pleasurable experience when um, Peterborough beat Portsmouth, and I've seen that twice now, um, which is is been, been a lot of fun. Fourteen O'Brien has said, um, "Is the stadium plans on hold?" We've already answered that. Uh, Scott Pears said. Have you managed to get around stocking extra large sizes of the regular kit in the club shop next season? That's the question for you. Uh, I don't know, but I'll find out. <laughs> is that a secret question for you, Jared? No, I'm, that's not. That's like, that is Scott Pears. It's not me. Do you know? I'm never coming on camera again. I've had my wallpaper slaughtered, my hair, and now I need three XL posh tops. Thank you very much. <laughs> That um, lampshade is a bit man. dodgy as well. <laughs> lampshade, uh, the lamp, the lampshade. I have you know. I hit my head on. That's why it's wonky. Um, <laughs> that's the joy of being my height. David Mann has said, "When do you think the season will start again?" If you have to make a prediction, it's almost impossible to make. But yeah, I I think we will start behind closed doors in June. Just a quick side note on that: Would player contracts then be an issue? Because I think some expire at the end of June. Is that right? I think there's going to be have to have to be an agreement to have them extended. Extended, yeah. Um, I think that'll have to be a uniform agreement right across um, the Premier League and the EFL. Hannon has asked, uh, I know last summer you were very, very keen to keep Ivan Tony. Were your partners as keen as you or were you the one unplugging the fax machine? I, I was very keen. In fairness, he's been a much better player this season, hasn't he? No one can say he hasn't progressed this season. He's a, he's a much, much better player this season, I think. Yeah, is, I've yeah. said many times... Um, at League One level, he is a cheat code. You just don't see strikers like that um, playing at League One level. You just that he is unbelievable. He's a, and that's another one, Kisby. When we had Jason on the on the show last time, you you were slating Ivan Tony a little bit. I know I'm digging you out. Now, but I'm enjoying it. <laughs> um, and you did. You slated uh, Ivan Tony. He, he was on about um, bad attitude and he looked lazy on the pitch. I mean, I've not I, made notes I... or anything, but. <laughs> I, I, I think I think he took time to mature. I think uh, as, <laughs> no, no, no. Seriously, I, I, I honestly think this. I think when he when he came, he was our best striker. But he was in a team which had no strikers at the time. 
So I, I didn't think he was a particularly fantastic player at that point um, because he wasn't. He he has developed into a fantastic player. There's no two ways about that. Um, I think he, he still can be a little bit petulant, I think, sometimes. And I'm being very critical and very harsh. But it's true that I don't think he'll ever be one of these players that is very, very laid back. He will always have that little edge to him. And a lot of people would argue that he would need that to be the player that he actually is. And if he the best players do have that edge, though, don't they? Mm. No, I mean George Boyd, for example, was was always very, very laid back as a player. You know, nothing would get you know him riled up. I think with Tony, as you can see from the yellow cards that he was getting, he's got that little edge on him, hasn't he? And Mm. I never liked to see that with a player. But that's just he's he's not the worst player. For that, by a million miles, to be honest with you, it's just got a little Lee Tomlin. that little edge. Yeah, I mean, Lee Tomlin was a billion times worse, a billion times, you know. Um, but yeah, but but Tony has progressed as a player. You know, he started, he came as a solid player. I thought, no, probably no more than that, and has turned himself into a, a, a fantastic player. Maybe our best ever player we've ever had. I mean, I think it's too early to say that, but he is a very very good player now so that's, that's so you've come full circle then I'm going to put yeah. a bet on this time next year we'll do a podcast and you'll say Christy Pin's the best keeper we've ever had you have a uh, reputation Gisby of hammering players and then them turning out to be really good for you but sometimes you need some, some, no 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 sometimes <laughs> you need to you need to say it like it is and, and, I, and I will do if I think a player's good I'll say I think they're, they're good doesn't necessarily mean I'm right all the time in fairness that's and not what you say you say every week your opinion is right but there you well are. to you I do yeah <laughs> um, no, I but, you know you know, it's it's to me that's what you are as a fan, isn't it? You you give your opinion on players and people that I stand next to, they might have a totally different opinion to me. It doesn't mean that one of us is always going to be right, one of us is always wrong. It's just our opinions and mainly players, you are right. Players, yeah, well, that's true. Players <laughs> do change over time. Some become very good players after a while. You know, I mean, Craig Macar Smith wasn't the greatest player I've ever seen when he came, but by the time he left, he he probably was. So. Players do progress, especially if they're young. Um, Jamie Cook has said, where does Jason think the club will realistically be in five years' time, uh, virus aside? Um, At the top part for the championship. Oh, that'd be magic, wouldn't it? That'd be fantastic. I'd certainly take that, definitely. Um, Gaz Johnson, we always get a moaner, Jason. You know that. Um, You know posh fans by now. Um, why are okay, seasons still priced? I, I understand. Well, I used to moan myself about sorts of things. So no problem. Well, here's a slightly moaning, moaning uh, question. Why are season tickets still priced at £439, up on up 10% on last season? Well, obviously, we made the decision on, on pricing before um, coronavirus was uh, really known or prevalent um, in, in the world. Uh, we have to balance a number of things when we're selecting the price. We have to balance the fact that there is this thing called flat financial fair play, so we have to adhere to that. Uh, we have. We also want to ensure that kids under 12 can come for free. We think that's really fundamentally important to continue to grow the fan base. So we wanted to have uh, free tickets for under 12s um, and discounted tickets thereafter. So I think those are those are the two two reasons. Really, it's about living with financial fair play, um, making sure that we can provide free tickets for under twelves. When making the choice of of prices, we also looked at uh, what do our competitors charge. So if you imagine a club within an hour of London, what are they charging? And our, our prices that we selected were not too inconsistent with those. And also, what we're doing in the future, um, which you know naturally has to be paid for. Um, we, well, we have a goal to um, build a new stadium, which we're on a path to. We're also substantially upgrading the academy. So we're becoming a Cat 2 uh, academy, which involves putting in a new uh, new dome, um, hiring other coaches, a lot of other facilities that are going to go in there, into there. And those are not only going to be used by our academy um, boys and girls, but also by the, the general community at large. So all of this has to be paid for. And, and again, we have to live within financial fair play. 
If you reduce the prices now, though, you only you're just putting off those price rises later on, aren't you? And then later on, you'll have to have higher price rises if you want to achieve everything you want to achieve. So, uh, I can understand why he he, he asked that question. It, it, it probably to a lot of people does seem like a, a sensical question to ask, but I think sometimes you just have to say, well, this is how it's got to be, sort of thing. You can if you want more, have... you need to pay more a lot of the time, don't you? So yeah, but even if you reduce prices now, for example, during the crisis, they will just go up by even more. Oh right, okay, in yeah, twelve no. months time. Yeah, so you've got to pay the piper at some point. You know, it's 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 a very difficult one because if you are about to lose your job or have lost your job or you think you may be earning less in the next 12 months, you don't want to be paying out for season tickets. But I think it's one of those situations you're damned if you do and damned if you don't sort of thing. It's 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 a tricky just, one. Just while we're on season tickets, um, we've had a couple of questions asked um, regarding the 10-game season ticket. Is that off the table now? Is that not going to be continued this season or next season coming? We haven't made a decision um, as of yet, so I think that will be reconsidered once we know when the season will start. And, you know, um, Jack- finish the current season. Um, so we're, we're, we're main focus for the last two or three weeks has been to ensure the business is in a really sound um, way and we can survive however long we need to comfortably. Uh, the coronavirus. It's a weird time that we're in, isn't it? We, we talk about, we're on the football podcast and half of it is talking about a virus. It's such a strange it, situation, it's true. isn't it? I mean, we, we've got questions here about players and how they've played and you almost feel like it's hard to talk about it because it's it just none of it feels relevant at the minute, does it? You've got so many, you're more worried about the survival of the club and it mm. is hard to talk about the football side of it. But um, James from the Posh Report, the Posh Report at um, I know you listen to the podcast, Jason, but we've just introduced like a feature with him. He's a he's the stat man, if you like. He, he comes out with some with some interesting content. Um, he's asked, "How do you go about planning for next season? Are there two plans in place? One for League One, one for League Two, for example. Up to League Two, one for the Championship, and one for League One." And you say I'm negative. <laughs> no, that was a typo. It's a typo. I would think it's mathematically impossible to get relegated, so we don't have a League Two plan. Um, <laughs> so, uh, firstly, on on the podcast, great job, guys. I think it's really important to keep doing these podcasts. I'm sure it provides a lot of entertainment and fun uh, to the people in a, in a time when they really need it. So, so I, I thank you. I, for one, have not listened to the last two because I always listen to your podcast when I'm flying. It is my uh, in-flight entertainment because I, uh, after you haven't listened to any then for a long while. Yeah, so I'm I'm I don't I'm going to have to reassess in a month whether I'm going to just listen to them all um, or whether I'm going to wait until we uh, until we're able to travel again. Um, and in terms of our plans, we have a plan for both the championship and league one. Just touching on your air miles, didn't you receive something from an airline? A million miles was it? A million. Yeah, a funny thing is, uh, I got a phone call from FedEx yesterday saying your package is here. You know, we're at your we're at your gate. You can can we uh, can you come and come and meet us? Because they won't uh, leave anything and they won't let you sign for anything anymore. You have to bring ID. Um, and I was like, I haven't ordered anything. What is this? And, and I opened up it. And it was a gift from Air Canada, which is kind of ironic, seeing as uh, Air Canada has laid off almost all their staff. Um, oh. There you are, a million miles. That's that's a lot. Yeah, um, Owen Howard said, "Hello, lads. Hope you're well. Um, have a question for Jason, please. Jason, would you look into signing players who have just finished a football soccer college career in America, uh, similar to when Posh signed Andrew Fox a year after he graduated from a Division Two college team in America? Was that a route you'd go down?" Well, I think we're always open to. Um opportunities like that or players that, that are interested in having a trial so i mean if, if you know a particular player just ask them to contact the club and the club regularly do trials for um, for players you know just coming out of school uh, as a sort of 18 year old so that's not fantastic um, it's just now, difficult to get to the level um the level in the u.s exactly, yeah. not the same level as it is in the uk another question which just come in um are the club looking at keeping Sammy Smodics either per, either on loan, extending the loan, or permanently moving forwards? I think it's something we would certainly look at. Fantastic player, absolutely brilliant mm. player. He's obviously when we lost Marcus Madison, it was you know he naturally how much of a good player he is. He was always going to leave a void, but 
we never really noticed it, did we, to be fair, because Smodic's come in and just took the lead by storm. He was absolutely fantastic. Bon, Even I mean, Kisby, you didn't you didn't complain about Smodic, which was unbelievable. He, he, he Go was, on, yeah, he was, was a great player. I was going to say that uh, whilst we all recognised that Marcus had really good talents and we were we were sad to lose him, uh, the club had not finished inside the top six for I think six years. Um, so that's a, that's thirty six opportunities to finish in the top six that we hadn't grasped with Marcus and the team. So we were convinced that. You know, he, he wouldn't be having him or not having having him wouldn't make the difference of us um, being promoted. What would make the difference would be to have a, a complete team. I think, in fairness, he, he was in a team that wasn't great. Let's shall we say? Um, I personally, I always liked him as a player. I thought he was a very, very good player. Um, I think the, the the replacement we've had in for him though is is equal to be honest with you, and I think that's high praise from both to be honest with you because I, I I think they were both brilliant players, um, but we've been lucky to replace him with a with a with a very 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 good player I think if not slightly better, and I should imagine he probably doesn't bring the issues that uh, Madison brought with him as well. Madison was a good player, I just he was, but he had other issues that he brought with him clearly. Um, which made him probably not as, as as popular as he probably should have been at the club, um, mm. which is understandable. But the, the player we brought in to replace him is fantastic. There's no two ways about that. Yeah, I know that Darrow is working really hard to uh, ensure that we have the uh, best possible team uh, for next season, whatever, whatever league we're in. I think it's a better team, as in it works better together as well, I think. Uh, although perhaps the individual players aren't any better, I think as a team, they play much better together, I think. And I, I should imagine there's quite a good um, ethos behind that, quite a good esprit de corps almost, that, that, that players want seem to play together. You know, even Tony, who's I think the standout player in our team, he's not one of these players that, that thinks it's all about him. And I don't think there's any player in our team that think that who thinks it's all about that particular player. I think it it's a very good team effort, and of course it is a team sport, and and that often helps. Sort of thing. That's why our podcast is so good because we all get on so well, even though they hate me and abuse me all the time. You've had barely any abuse on this on this podcast tonight. <laughs> I've, had a lot, you know. I've had a lot less than normal. That is true. Question here. Ask Jason what he thinks about our Fergie in, Fergie out meter which is all very tongue-in-cheek. Um, but we got 20% Fergie out last week. It's madness. It's not been a game. Uh, I mean, he hasn't lost a game for... I can't remember the last time he lost. How can you <laughs> removing a manager hasn't lost a game? Yeah, I mean, there, 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 there never has been, or, or I can't imagine why there would be a question of, of us replacing um, Darren. Do you enjoy... Um, working with Darren Ferguson. Yeah, I think he's great. I, I think he fits the, the club's ethos uh, very well. Uh, he's a really good coach. As you mentioned earlier, Tony's really improved this year. A number of players have, have improved this year, which which is fundamentally down to him and his team. I, th- I think that's what people forget. A lot of times he has brought players on uh, and, and developed them a, a great deal. And I can never understand why people don't, perhaps don't think he's quite right for us or whatever. He's proven successful with us and he's developed players and to me what more could you want in a manager what more i just don't understand <coughs> never understand we're we all like dan Ferguson, don't we on this podcast none of us mm, are, absolutely uh, have ever What's said anything like? against him. well like? exactly he plays football in the right way you know he's not always going to be successful every single game every single season nobody ever is but i can never understand why people don't like him i will always think he's Maybe not the greatest manager we've had, but probably, well, almost certainly the second greatest. Well, he's For me, the greatest manager I've worked with because I've only worked with two. Uh, <laughs> we won't go there, Jason. We're not going to go there. Don't worry. We're not going to go there. <laughs> um, so uh, um, what I was going to say is what, another thing we really love about Darren is uh, he's very keen on youth. Um, so there's been a, a you know, fundamental shift in... Uh, promoting our youth players and trying to get the minutes so that we can grow those players that are fundamentally important to the to the success of the club, right? Because if we have a prospering youth academy, we have a prospering club. Absolutely. And like you say, Darren Ferguson's all for that. So we're all big fans of him. And what I always say is to fans who aren't big fans, what success have we had 
in the last 15 years, 10 years, without Darren Ferguson. It's all been under Darren Ferguson. Mm. That answers all the critics for me in, in one sentence. Feel free, if you don't feel comfortable answering this question, this is the question of the podcast. It comes from Mr. Peter Burrow. He has asked, could you ask Jason what he prefers, carrots, onions, or mushy peas? Yes, I really don't like mushy peas at all. Uh, so that's definitely out. Uh, now, how are we doing with carrots and onions? Do I get a choice? Because, I mean, if they're fried onions with mushrooms, I'm kind of kind of partial to those. Um, but if there are uh, steamed carrots with perhaps a, a, um, a roast dinner, I think I would go with that. And the carrot's actually sponsored, isn't it? The the carrot has got a sponsor. Yeah, the carrot. True, isn't it? And great, uh, great, you know, shout out to our um, our marketing department who were able to sponsor a carrot. Well, listen, that's the level we're at at the minute. So hopefully, once once their deal's expired, we're going to go for the carrot. We're all we're, we're all over that. Um, some correspondence, Kisby? Um, yes, we have got some correspondence. Peter Burrow says, you guys are doing a, a great job. Love listening to them, mate. Keep them coming, please. Hashtag crazy rabbit. P- Peter Nergard says, just heard you shout out the podcast listeners from different countries. Just wanted to say I'm one of the listeners based in Norway at the work you guys are doing. Keep it up. I'll keep enjoying listening to it. Uh, but stop talking oh, about voiding the sea. Stop interrupting, Jared. But, <laughs> but stop talking about voiding this season. It has to finish, let's be honest. That's a very popular view, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, and that's, that's aimed at you because you're very negative with that. No, I just, I, just, I just said I think that's what possibly will happen if it's a real long-term 12-month thing. I didn't say that was We're my... trying to pick people up, aren't we? We're kind of yeah. trying to give the posh fans a little pick-me-up well, in these early episodes. I did see a thing on Twitter the other day. Why is everyone worried about Wood in this season when next season hasn't even begun or even thought of yet? I think people a little bit stuck their heads in the sand. A little of people thought it'll be over in a week. It'll be over in two weeks. Mm. I think that's what the thinking was. And now I think it's beginning to dawn on people that certainly normality won't be back for quite a long time and it'll be it'll be brought back in stages so i think that's probably initially why when everyone started to talk about avoiding the season people thought well why do we need to sort of thing because i don't i don't think people quite realize the severity of what we were going to go through because you can always get rid of like the caravan cup games just to speed up the season if it if we was to progress into the summer months maybe next season we could drop the cup competitions although we wouldn't have any gimmicky names to come out with, would we? That would ruin hard. Because we'll be in the championship, Jared. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say that. If we're promoted, obviously there is no uh, Carabao Cup. If we are still in League One, I'm a big fan of that competition uh, because it provides a platform for our, our youth academy players. Yeah, uh, you have to give a pathway for the players coming out of the academy, and so it's a yeah, and more natural step than being thrown straight into a league game. He did um, sway sway us slightly when when we had him in the studio. For that reason alone, the, the youth academy it gives them a chance to get first team minutes, don't it? And that is vital, isn't it? Yeah, and they and they can use those um, you know to build their um, experience and and talents, and and then parachute straight into the first team for uh, for real matches in the, in, in the league, real league matches. Well, I've so got one more question know. for you, Jason. Hmm. Do you listen to Dara's podcast? So I, I listen to Dara a lot, so I, I feel like I get to do it. <laughs> but I, I will commit to listening to his podcast. And please make sure that's you in, 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 in this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never hear the end of it. Um, thanks for listening to this episode of The Yellow Block. Thanks to Jason for joining us again and setting this all up on Zoom because we had no clue what we were doing <laughs> at all. Um, really enjoyed being on this uh, on this podcast. And again, I'm, I think we're all grateful that uh, you keep this going. I think it's really important for, for the community. And I will be happy to come back when we are promoted. That's brilliant. Thank you so much for that, right. Jason. Thanks for taking thanks, the time out to, to come on the podcast. Pleasure anytime. Stay safe. Brilliant. Thank and you. Thank you yeah, very much. Thanks. Take that Sunderland shirt down. Get that guard. <laughs> a signed shirt. Hey, take- uh, do you want to know a funny story? Go on. So um, I was thinking of getting involved in in um, Peterborough, buying into the into the club, and um, concurrently, my brother runs the retail for um, Southampton. Okay, so he's responsible for all retail activities, uh, and so Barry Fry 
phoned the um, club secretary of Southampton and said, can you get this guy who's thinking of investing in Peterborough a signed Matt Letizier? <laughs> and that message went to my brother. And my brother phoned me up and said, are you thinking of buying into Peterborough, like you said? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, so the shirt was coming before, uh, before it was given to me. That's a typical Barry Fry story. Superb. Thanks again, Jason. Yeah, thanks, guys. Enjoy your evening. Cheers, mate. Okay, thank, thank you. Cheers, right. Thanks. Bye. Thanks to the contributors, all the questions we've had on Twitter and Facebook and other forums. Um, follow us on Twitter at The Yellow Block. Like us on Facebook, Facebook forward slash The Yellow Block. And tune in next time on iTunes, Acast and Spotify. I really want to know if you actually chose that wallpaper or, or whether you bought the house and it was, <laughs> or whether your wife decided to put that wallpaper out. Come on, just tell us, tell us now before we start. It's, um, it, yeah, it was my wife's decision. Nothing to do with me. I have no interest in any decor or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad you like it anyway, Jason. Thanks for that. And I, I, I love I'm it, just, yeah. <laughs> I'm just wondering where I can I'm, buy something from. <laughs> <laughs> now you've dissed the wallpaper, I'm going to tell everyone that that is indeed a Sunderland shirt. Pardon no, me, you posh one behind there. It's a Samantha shirt. Right. It's inscribed by Matt Letizia, so how can it be a Sunderland shirt? <laughs> Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.